Hey, we're back after a brutal loss. That wasn't fun. Blue Collar Unplugged, another episode, a weekend episode. This is it's going up on a Friday. It's super exciting. Uh, Blake Byler here. We're joined by Matthew. Say hey, Matthew. Howdy. Jacob's back with us this week. Hello. How's it going, Jacob? It's going good. Good? good. Back in town? You having back a good time? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, besides having to wake up for a 9 a.m. after a brutal Monday and Tuesday night, um, doing all right. Hanging in there. That's good. That's Trying good. Make it. So uh, the Alabama athletics program is cursed. We have not won a contest since January 5th. Missouri broke us. How much did women's basketball lose to Ole Miss by tonight? Roughly 40. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, it's like, not going good around here. And, like, the women's basketball team is clearly having a good season for the most part. Well, up until, until recently. Up, up until conference play. Literally. They're 1-4 and four in conference play. Yeah, and they've let it half. In Al- Alabama men's basketball lost to Missouri. And since then, gymnastics lost, football lost, basketball lost again, women's basketball lost. Things are bad. Curse of the Crimson Crane? Maybe. Who's to say? Not me. I don't know. I Not me. Who said that? But anyways, let's get into a little bit of basketball talk. Auburn game, lost by four. Initial reactions. Going into Mississippi State, what what you got? We took J.D. Davison out of the game on an 18-4 to run. An 18-4 to run, yeah. they take J.D. Davison out of the game, who just sparked the entire Alabama basketball team with the dunk that he had over Walker Kessler, which is our, probably dunk of the year in college basketball. It's got to be so far. It, like, I don't know what's better so far, and I can't imagine what will be better. There's Especially not, in the... In the, the context, moment, that it, like the context, the rivalry, the like oh, middle of a comeback, the height difference. I mean, <laughs> seven one six three. That's a, yeah. that's a big difference. It Dunk of the year, absolutely ridiculous. And then they yank him out, put in Javon Quinterly, and then we see Javon Quinterly not take a three point shot. Matthew's a little upset when he had ten right feet now, guys. of space. Yeah. Ten feet of space. Matthew really wanted him to take that shot. Another thing about that shot is that in the press conference after the game, Nate Oates brought up that specific decision and said that he hadn't talked to Javon yet, said that uh, he didn't know why he didn't take the shot, whether like his gather was bad or something like that. But Oates noticed that. And I listen, when when Javon was in the game, like obviously he still produced scoring wise. Percentage wise from the field, he looked ter- or he was terrible. He, he, he was, was like 40 for 19. Oh, well, quick math, what's that? Uh, I mean, like a little over 25%. Like That's not good. And then additionally, just with the eye test, he looked uncomfortable. Like he had six shots blocked, which I think he was in his own head, and that's why he didn't take that three. Jabari, had already, Jabari Smith had already blocked a three-pointer from him. And so I think that was in his head. He slowed down. He didn't want to take the shot. Normally, he takes that in rhythm and probably hits it, which then, puts Alabama up one. Yep. But, like, he just looked uncomfortable. He didn't look like he wanted to – not that he didn't want to, but he didn't look necessarily capable of running the offense. I don't really know how well he defended. Did he defend well, in y'all's opinion? I'm pretty sure Wendell Green hit one of the, the – Well, no one's guarding that. The the three from like the, Auburn Alabama from on the logo yeah he hit lit- two of those he yeah. hit one from like the border of Mississippi yeah it was dumb it was it's a good shot Wendell Green's a really good player Wendell Green's shot is so pretty it's beautiful but however he's five eleven so when when J D was in the game he looked like he looked comfortable he looked in control he didn't look like a freshman 
Like, I feel like running the offense through him at least for the next game just to try it. I think like, we need, I think we have to, like, we have to give it a go because our offense has looked terribly stagnant for three weeks since Houston. Yeah, I... With the exception of a bunch of steals and runouts against Florida, mm. like, the offense has not looked good. And I guess it looked fine against Missouri, but that's Missouri, you know? Like, Missouri's terrible. They just, they fired Martin today. I mean, he went out, well, I think a terrible loss to Arkansas, but of course the game... Yeah, did you see the opening score of Missouri-Arkansas? Arkansas was up 24-3. to Oh my goodness. In a basketball game. It's like us against LSU last year. That's a football score. Yeah, I the offense has looked stagnant, and I think it's honestly time to just admit that this isn't a good shooting team this year. It's just not. Like I, I, I it's so weird because like there's shooters on the floor, but there aren't as many as there were last year. Like last year, Shackelford being the number two shooter last year was perfect. Same with uh, like JQ in, in SEC play was I think roughly fifty percent shooting. This yeah, year, like 43% we, from three. And you had, you had the number one shooter in Petty that everyone keyed on. Yeah. And it always allowed other guys to open up and have space. But now, you have Shackelford, who's been streaky his whole career, is being mildly streaky now. He, Matthew, we were talking about this before the episode, but you're, like, he's only hitting from the corner. Yep. From what I'm seeing. Yeah, the... Like, consistently only hitting from the corner. He doesn't miss from the corner. No. He also never takes shots at the the top of the arc, so like middle of the arc in between the corner and the top, like his shot, like normally that is like Shackelford's shot, like looking at TV, the camera angle, like yeah, it's like oh that's a three, and that just hasn't been there. Uh, JQ's shot is gone, and I don't know where it went. It's which is really odd because of how well he shot. It's so odd. Like I think he's better at the rim this year, but I I think think he's finishing better. Yeah, like from the line. I from three has just been. He's shooting free throws well, except for the one against Davidson. But he's shot really well from the line. Um, Teams can't stay in front of him still. No, they can't. He is is perfect getting to the rim. Which I think a great argument that I'm sure. I think, like, you and I had the same starting five at the beginning of the year. I think, Matthew, you had JD starting over JQ, right? I believe I did. Um, So, and I think the argument you made was that JQ's, like, the best part about him is how he's such a change of pace from whatever has already been on the floor. So he comes off the bench and like lights it up. Like you will notice once he goes off, like I think most games this year, he's done something dumb, been called off. JD comes on, then JQ comes back on uh, and blows by everybody. He's had much better second runs. halves than you have in first half. He if, just doesn't settle if, in. Like I feel like at the very least, it should be considered starting JD. To see how it goes, I think you but need I, to start him versus Mississippi State. But um, the thing, like I, I would worry about how that would do for Javon mentally, because, like, like how he would take that. I don't think he's in a good place right now. He hasn't looked like he's. He doesn't look all there. Mm-mm. Like in his in games, like seeing, like as Tuesday was my first game back in Coleman since Houston, just because being far away. Um, like fog, the, the energy. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I can't drive, but the energy from him is not there, and like he is never like he's never got the biggest reactions on the floor. Like he is a cool-headed guy, uh, but like you see the emotion like in the 
from the SEC championship video, like the job's not finished. Like he brings yeah. that energy. Like I haven't seen that, and I don't I don't know what's going on. Like I, I hope he gets back to that, like performance wise and also like mentally wise. I want to see him. I'm sure he will. Well. He just seems like he's in a rut. He is. Like, and I, I think and that happens. Something's got to switch and give JD the keys. Saturday is a, a let could be let a big JD point. run. Like yeah. this team is going. In my opinion, this team is going to go as far as JD Davison goes. I think we we need to take a step back and think about recognizing JD as the guy we need to go through. Yeah. Because I, of I his potential. And because he like not only is he like the most explosive athlete on the team, he's also probably got the best vision on the team. And he was plus 11 against Auburn, one of two guys in a with positive plus minus figures. Was it him and Keon? It was either him and uh, it was either him and Darius or him and Gurley. I think it was him and Gurley. It I, was, I think one, I it was either Christian Darius or, or Gurley. Gurley has also been really good lately. Gurley, yeah, I we'll see, we can circle back to yeah. Let's that. let's talk about him for a minute. Yeah, he is becoming what we thought he would be at the start of the year. He's settled down. Yeah, he's making threes, which talking about the the team being not as good of a three point shooting team. We need Gurley to hit threes like Reese could last year. Yeah, like and people made fun of Reese for taking too many threes, but like shoot Reese shoot. Reese would hit a three when we needed him to. Yeah, I mean corner corner three Reese was almost like very more consistent. clutch than corner three Rojas against Mississippi <laughs> corner State. Corner three Rojas. I so Gurley this year. Uh, in 16 games, he's averaging 19 minutes, shooting 50% from the field, and 30% from three, which I that's, genuinely didn't notice. That's worse than – well, he was bad from three to start the year. What's he, what's he done since Tennessee? Uh, since Tennessee, he is – Because what was Tennessee at, 20? Yeah, against Tennessee, um, he had 20. He had three against Florida, he nine fouled against out. Missouri. He fouled out against Florida, yeah, which so I'm not going to count that against him. He was like bad in foul trouble against Florida. The thing with Gurley and Gary moving forward is that Stop they are both fouling. playing like very similar roles and that they're both playing very gritty fours that are shooting like averages well. Um, they can be the spark plug to the team, but yes, they've got to stop fouling. They're getting the Herb Jones treatment of every game we lost last year. Herb got two fouls in the first few minutes. <laughs> yes, was so out. true. We put him in for 30 seconds. Like, John Gary played six, like, no, so I think he played four minutes, six minutes. Against Auburn? Yeah, Holt played seven, which won. Why? But <laughs> that's another question. <laughs> I was also wondering why Holt was getting playing time. Uh, was, he but not, was he not the first guy on, second guy on? Maybe. He, Actually, I, think I think he, he was, was the, the second guy. Was he on the se- I think the second guy on. Miles came on Miles and then he did. Miles came on, yeah. Because yeah, Miles, Miles, uh, Miles came in for Gary immediately. Yeah. Speaking of Miles, we're kind of talking in circles, but we're getting to a lot of topics, so this is fine. Uh, speaking of Miles, he, like, Jabari Smith, obviously, I think he's the number one pick. Has to be. I think he's one of, if not the best player in the country. But Miles held his own enough yeah. against him defensively. Oates talked a lot about how much he liked seeing, uh, like, Miles' effort out there defensively. And it was good. Like, what, he had 10 points? Uh, Miles had, yeah, Miles had 10. He had uh, 10. He hit a three. Or two? Did he hit two threes? He hit one three. Um, Almost had a double double. I think he had nine. He hustles. Yeah. yeah, he, he plays hard, <laughs> and he's uh, he's more he's an energy guy. He's an energy guy, and he's more emotional than like in a good way. Every than time, a lot yeah. of the guys on the team. Every time we got a basket in that uh, great fourteen zero run to tie it at seventy three, like every time, 
like it'd be a big dunk, big three. Auburn would take a second, and like breathe inbounding the ball. Uh, Darius Miles would be jumping up and down, like pumping. He's up a ground. hype man. He pumped yeah, up the crowd absolutely. all the time. Um, when he was first checking into the game, you could see how excited he was. He yeah. was clapping his hands. Dude, he was, you know, he, dude he was real, I he was, love he, his energy. Absolutely. And he's, oh, he's gonna be good for us, like in the future too. He's, that he's, he's only a sophomore. Like yeah. he's he's gonna keep growing, keep being a really good player. And even um, like I asked. Oates in the press conference about what he's seen from Miles since, um, since not playing against Tennessee, and he just said his, uh, like his practice habits have improved so much, and how That's he big. it's all like, it's an attitude thing, and how he he's loving practicing, he's in the gym, he's working hard, and if he can keep working hard, he's gonna be a very good player. Yeah, I. I mean, he's got all the skills. Like, he has uh, the not superficial abilities, but, like, what he's missing sometimes at times is just that extra grind to keep everything together. Like, he is very skillful. We've seen how big he gets. Um, he, he if he can put on some – he needs to put on a little muscle. He does. He he's almost – got a bulk up a Who did he almost dunk over? Was it uh, Dylan Cardwell? Oh, my goodness. He, he rose up iron. and tried to dunk on – Yeah. I think it was Cardwell. I think it's Cardwell. Which screw that guy. I don't like him. I, I don't think player. anybody likes Dylan Cardwell. He's, I I I like him. I, you like him? He's a good player. He's fun to watch. If he a, if he didn't play for Auburn, you'd like him too. I don't know. I just don't like his attitude. It's too much, man. Like I. If he was on your team, you'd he love talks him. a lot. He he, yeah, talk, I, he talks a lot. I like players like, like that. I'm okay. sorry. I like players like that. Also, it, it's annoying to play against him. If he was on our team. We'd eat him up. We'd love that. Fair enough. Which is, yeah. He's, um, he's good. Auburn's really good. I think Auburn is a top three team in the country. I think they're a top one team in the country. <laughs> they, they I think they're a top be. three team in the country, they and they're not be. two or three. They're not two or three. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, the depth they have is They go ten deep. Nuts. They go ten deep with hardly a drop-off. Like, they lost Walker Kessler, who's, at, who's leading the nation in blocks per game and with, like, four. Yeah. And there was... Barely a drop off because Cardwell starts on half of the Power Five teams in the country. Yeah, which I we did a great job of controlling Kessler. However, we did have to still deal with Cardwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, JD owns Walker Kessler. He does. Like I, he owns him. Like I'm sorry. The result Walker. was rough. Uh, obviously, we wanted to win, but the. Eight second play period. That where highlight will live in my head forever. JD murdered Walker Kessler on live television, uh, tapped on his head, and then came to the crowd to get everybody piped up. I mean, that was wow. Speaking of the crowd, do we want to talk about the crowd? Let's talk about the crowd and tie pride. Woo! I will let Matthew be the one to start us off here because, oh boy, they denied students into the student section. And you had Alabama fans selling their tickets to Auburn fans. You had Alabama fans selling their on-court seats to Auburn fans for the biggest game in God knows how long. This was Auburn. the first. Yeah, this was the first time Alabama and Auburn have both been ranked playing each other since 1987, and we had Auburn fans sitting courtside. First of all, why do we have courtside seats? This is college basketball. There should not be courtside seats. True. Uh, the yeah. the stands should be two feet from the from the court. Secondly, the only game 
Like in the past, the only time you would see an opposing fan down there would be a Kentucky fan that paid like three hundred dollars for that seat because they're like they were like twenty and zero or something like that. Like back when Kentucky was like far and away the best team in the SEC, which they're not anymore. But like in a rivalry game, you got Auburn fans courtside, and then not to mention the so you know how there's uh. The side where there's the student section and then, like, two sections and then media. Mm -hmm. Like, the two sections in between students and media. Like, the bottom, like, 20 rows on both of those sections had, like, 40% Auburn fans or something like that. It was ridiculous. That's such a problem. When the PA... Ha- when DJ, whatever his name is, who's who, DJ Turn It Up? Is that his name? Oh, no, I was just saying he had to turn oh. up the music so that we they were blocked out. That what was, what that is was our DJ's in, name? I, I do forget. He I would say he does a good job. I do like him. It I, used to be DJ Dirty Vegas. I miss DJ Dirty Vegas. It is Vegas. not DJ Dirty Real Vegas. Real ones know DJ Dirty Vegas. Um, I, Anyways. I don't know who it is, but I would say on the topic, my sister and brother-in-law uh, were able to go to the game. Uh, his boss gave him tickets at the last minute, which found his boss. Credit to Albert at Surf Pro. Found a Bama fan. Found Bama fans. How about that? It's uh, crazy. So great for that. But they were like surrounded by Auburn fans. And, like that's like I I understand that tickets are sold on third party websites often, and like I'm sure we don't have season ticket holders for all eighteen thousand seats. But like to have the whole f- floor area be barners. Like uh, Secretary of State John Merrill and his wife. I forget uh, her first name, but. They were talking about their experience and said there were like Auburn fans all around them, like courtside behind the scorers table. I mean, that's like that shouldn't happen. Like, have some tied pride and find mm. tied fans to give you their things. Like, I and there's been a lot of discussion, and I don't understand all the intricacies of uh, the fundraising department with it and all the things that go to those ticket seats. But at the end of the day, the university is a community that is based off of students and we have to reward students. Just move the students down. Yeah. Like you don't even have like the, the whole, the whole uh, like tied pride with basketball season tickets, getting you points and for football season tickets, whatever. That's a whole another thing. Yeah. But like, like, I understand you, the logic you don't even, you don't even have to fix all that before you f- just move the students. Yeah. Like move the students down to the front row beside. So like students are in what R and S. R&S and then T, which is the literal and Raptors, T? and then we get whatever's behind the van. I guess W or U. You should the take them out of, like, U and T. They sh- we should take them out of the International Space Station. Literally, literally the, the International Space Station in <laughs> the corner, the dark corners of Coleman Coliseum where, like, looks like the Bat Cave. Yeah. I- <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, get people out of the shadows where you can't see them in a shot of the stadium and move them down to like every like first the first 25 rows from the media section over to where the student section are now that should all be students i, I agree that I, entire side of the court should be students from row 25 to the floor and also give students courtside how sick would that be? Yeah, I, now that might be like a bit more of a stretch, but still. And I know we, Crimson Chaos is able to do. I think it's eighteen courtside seats, which those are pretty cool. But there's like but more those specific aren't, rules about those aren't like, the courtside ones. Well, they're they're courtside, but they're not the white back. They're lining, the basket. They're the baseline yes. seats. And I yeah, and I I understand financially why it makes sense to sell like the seats that are lower, but also like I guarantee that if you said all right, students, twenty dollars for the whole season, 
I do fully believe. That so many people would do that. Or five dollars, like because those seats for like next to us are not always filled. Like Wednesday or Tuesday, they weren't always filled, and that's the biggest game of the year. Like there are open seats in every single night. game. Yeah, but students show up and fill and up the student students section. Students are always there. Yeah, the students like if we truly want to, we've put our money where our mouth is on basketball with. Coach Oates and yeah, you you extended him to twenty twenty seven eight yeah, something which, like that. Great call, like, great call. Yeah, I, you've done that. You there. There's rumors of a new arena. Yeah, I, please happen, please happen. Which I, th- I think has a lot of opportunities, and I think the next thing that just has to be there is students. Like that's move the students. College, college sports are a student based thing, both in the athletes and the fans, uh, and basketball. I'd say is probably where the student section matters the most as far as momentum. It it does. It's and a momentum sport. It's a game of yeah. runs, and like home court event, there is no bigger sport where home home field home court advantage matters more than basketball. Yeah. And the thing with our fans outside of the students is, um, they're very reactionary. Like they only they'll only cheer when good things happen, and it takes more than that. Like. Whenever a team goes down, they need the crowd to get back into it because the crowd, more so in basketball than any other sport, directly affects a player's kind of performance and attitude. Like a, a crowd getting hyped at like one good play can spark a 10-0 run because of momentum and energy because those are very, very real things in basketball. It, it affects players mentally and like – the fact that it took like a seven zero run to even get the crowd somewhat into it, yeah. Like, golly, save Will Almond's voice and stand up, please. I, will Almond will not have a voice by the end of the year. No, he won't. And every and everybody on the front row will not have arm muscles because of and how much they're telling the students. To stand up. Brought it, but the people at the top students. of the student section can't affect anything because people can't hear them yeah. ten rows down. And also, like, uh, as Crimson Chaos, like, it's a frustrating is the wrong word, but like. Because it's completely understandable. Like whenever you're two miles up in the air, like it's really hard to get like energized, and, like hear what is being said, and like by the time you catch on to the chance, they're over. People want to be there. involved in the game, yeah. and they can't do that from way up there. Right. Not to mention, people getting told by Alabama fans to sit down yeah, I, at a sporting event, much less a basketball game. Like what? It's in the library. It's not. That's just I. Mm, I yeah. can't stand that. It's so frustrating. I hope that Alabama fans see that, see what happened Tuesday. There's a video of once all the Alabama fans had cleared out, Bruce Pearl was doing an interview with SEC Network right after the game, and he looked around, and he said, look around. We took over T-Town. Like, that should incite a reaction from Alabama fans. I hope it would. You looked around, and you saw how many... Auburn fans were in there. How much blue was in that arena? It was disgusting. It was so bad. That was like, I would give it 33%. Probably a third of that arena was Auburn fans. And that 33% drowned out the other 67%. Yeah. Well, volume wise. A fourth of Alabama fans are students, probably. Yeah. And we were real loud, but the other. Three fourths, just weren't not when. just not very loud. Now the people now there are 
Let's give some people. There are some, some very credit. loyal fans. There are some. There are some. Yeah. We have some really good fans that, like, me, outside of students, that show up every game and they cheer loud, and let, they support this team. Now, let me find a specific. Uh, got a shout out. Jacob's going to give a shout out. Let's see. But aside uh, from Skip Warren, he said, "Could not agree more." I'm not a student. I'm 59, but students should surround court with hand sitters behind them. I like that. Hand sitters need to call season ticket holders <laughs> that don't show up and those that sell to visitor fans. Too many barners in lower seats last night. The people that sit on their hands and do not cheer, do not clap during basketball games, specifically the ones sitting towards the front row, if you put a standing student section in front of them, they have to stand, right? You think? You, think you would they'd think. Have to, yeah. They'd have to. Yeah. It's, 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 it's such frustrating. a shame. It is. And I hope it serves as a semi wake up call. And that we yeah. see, like, I hope Coleman is packed on Wednesday against LSU. Because guess what? That's another top 10 team coming into Coleman. That is. Another chance for a bounce back win, uh, which little little Good transition. segue. Good segue. Um, Mississippi State, Saturday. Yes. Jacob and I are going. We have our tickets. Matthew, you're going to go? Maybe. I probably will at this point. We, gumps, need, gumps we, the hump. we need gumps in the hump. We need gumps all the gumps the in the hump. $10.00. Yes. From the Mississippi go, State website. go to miss go to hailstate.com go to tickets and find the Alabama game they're ten dollars general admission I know it's the and Mississippi the State hump. Athletic Department however look you are contributing to uh, general admission road is ten on highway 82 dollars with those dollars you're contributing to maybe some more um, look support a, Mississippi State athletics by a, supporting Alabama a raise so that it's bulldog fine. burger can be improved over the Starfield. <laughs> you know you're Doing a lot of good. It's not bad. And general admission, I believe my tickets are in. It's general admission for sections like 201 through 203. Yeah. And, like, sure, that's upper level, but the hump isn't giant. Other like basketball stadiums, you can be in the top and not be in the ISS. Besides FedEx Forum. Besides FedEx Forum, because we were definitely in the ISS in FedEx Forum. That was, that was rough. But, Matthew, do you have some things pulled up on our upcoming opponent, the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I do. Hold on. I am on the 2022 Pomeroy College Basketball Rankings. Kenneth Pom. Pomeroy. Ken Pom did get his last uh, number of unbeaten college teams left. Zero. Zero. Who's the last? Who's the last? Baylor? Was Baylor. Baylor the last one? Yep. They lost to Texas Tech. And I know they lost to Texas Tech. So, yeah. Mississippi Auburn State one, currently is 315th in adjusted tempo right now. Play fast. Oh, me. my goodness. Play fast. They are slow. That means we have to push it. Do you remember push Starkville it. last push year it. to clinch the SEC regular season championship? What, what did we score? Sixty-seven points. Uh, I think we scored sixty-three. Oh, okay. Or sixty-five. That was the James Rojas corner three game to ice it. Ice. Are we going to get James Rojas back? I don't think it's this game. I, don't Matthew think it's this were, game. I don't think it's this game. Matthew and I were discussing him in warmups. He does look pretty good. He, he looks, looks better. Um, he threw down a dunk. He did do that, which is he can do that. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, and Namari Barnett's <laughs> nailing corner threes, so maybe we've done the tightrope procedure. Oh, the Namari's Namari <laughs> No, Namari will not be back. To, no, uh, Rojas will be Rojas back. Rojas will be back. I think a good Defend game to bring him back. Five on four and leave Namari in the corner. I don't see a problem. <laughs> I, I think a good game to bring him back is LSU. I can see that. Put a home Tari game. Eason. Put him on Eason. Put him on Efton Reed. Something like that. But back to Mississippi State. They've got Iverson Molinar, who's like a 16, 17-game guy, probably an all-SEC second-teamer yep. this year at some like at the end of the year. 
Uh, he's a really good player. You've got Garrison Brooks, the uh, transfer at the from North Carolina, the center. He's going to be a problem. I hope Bediako comes to play. The interesting thing about Bediako is Oates trusted him against Kessler because anytime Kessler was in the game, he put in Bediako, which is why Bediako played limited minutes because Oates was just matching him with Kessler. So, 14. so Oates trusted him to defend Kessler. I want to see more from him physically. Uh, brief pause. Oregon State, 3-11 and Oregon State, is beating USC 42-37 to at half. Anarchy? College basketball. Also, Oregon State, it, again, brief segue, this is just live reaction. Uh, they did sneak through and win the Pac-12 last year. Week Pac-12. I forgot they did that. But uh, And then they beat Tennessee in the first round. They did. Amen. Beaver down, whatever it's called. I don't know. Beaver down. But I don't know if that's what it's called. Uh, it's, Go Beaver. It's literally the furthest state away. I could care less. Uh, but besides why? Yeah. Mississippi State is going to be a, They're good. A, They're a pretty good basketball team. They're a solid basketball team. Um, the hump's always hard to play in for us. I believe what's their conference record? I think they have one loss. Two and right? one. Two and one. Question yeah. mark. Yeah, I think they lost. They lost to Ole Miss. That's so weird. Which is weird, but also shows the depth of the conference. The, this conference is so deep. It's I really so wish loaded. it wasn't because ESPN's BPI thinks we're gonna lose. That hurts. I after our last three of four, I I don't blame them. I can't say it I is actually three of five. My tweet was wrong, which is embarrassing. We lost three of five, not three of four. Davidson, Davidson, Tennessee. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Tennessee and Florida were the two win. But still, that's that's not great. Yeah. Um who who they who'd they beat? They beat I literally said it put up. Yeah, I, I saw you had it pulled up. Uh, they beat Georgia. So big accomplishment. Very what big score? win eighty eight seventy two. At home. I mean I Georgia. And they bad. beat Missouri. Nope. They something did. we could oh, did that game get canceled? That game did get canceled. Never mind. So they're one and problems. one? And we are two and two, unfortunately. Yes. Oh, dang. However, that doesn't we've lost as many SEC games as we did all of last year. I, we can win fourteen in a row. I we went sixteen and two last year. I will say this team. Uh, briefly on the topic, there were multiple times I sat down. We were down twelve. I I literally when I just had surgery, so I needed a break. So I sat down. And I was like, if this team can cover the tw- gap of twelve, I will be very pleasantly surprised and back in because we I, looked dead we couldn't i didn't think we could run with them we did uh until the last bit then the 14-0 run it was 73 59 i sat down i was like oh okay uh bama fans left at the under eight timeout when it was 73 59 yeah which that's, that's a, another problem that's that problem. i don't even need to get into right now entitlement that's the one but q nick saban hey, i think the point i think the point you're getting at jacob is that this team doesn't quit this team doesn't quit. Which we've moral victories, like not not the biggest on moral victories, but no. like the but fact that this team doesn't quit is good. The fact that they are constantly in games where they need to not quit, like where where they could be giving up because of how much they're down, that's a problem. Every loss we have played competitively in, like Memphis, we were down. I don't even know well, that Mem- was game yeah. kind of mental. Block. I don't want to talk about that. But like we shot the best from three at the end. Now, all that why say, can't like, we just need to? Do it yeah. before we're down by 15. The team doesn't quit. I don't think we are as deep as last year in some regards. Nope, not at all. Uh, just In because, every regard. <laughs> just because our starting five last year was very, very solid. But regardless, like, Defensively, this team, we're not as good either. But. We're not, yeah, and that's part of it. Like, we can run. Like, the 14-0 run. Like, yeah. We, the beginning of the game, we were 
uh, Wendell Green scored in four seconds. Or not Wendell Green, Katie Johnson. Katie scored uh, immediately. That was fun. But, like, this team can rattle off wins. Like, I, I truly believe. We've seen it against Gonzaga. We've seen it against Houston. Um, I This team can get hot. It all, all that matters is who's hot in March. It's just the it's the consistency. And that's, what, that's why Saturday is so important is we need yeah. to see, like, go out there and play a consistent 40 minutes. Just, like, don't go down by 10 and need to come back like we did against Tennessee, like we yep. nearly did against Florida. Like, just go out there and play a game without having to play from behind. Play your game. Like, play the game that they're supposed to play for the entire duration of the game. Like uh, like Oates says, like, if they lose themselves in the game and in the blue-collar aspect of it and in the hustle and in the grit, then everything else is going to come. And our best... Like, all these runs that get us back in the game, it comes from guys just playing loose. Like, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, it, that's what we saw at Memphis. That's what we saw being down 14. I mean, Shaq threw up. Shaq was ice cold and locked down. And that's how Alabama played a year ago when they went on that insane tear. That was nuts. Like, remember the LSU game where we won by 30 in Baton Rouge? Yeah, I was in college worship just looking at the score on my watch. Uh, Not even watch the game, wow. I was... Missed the first half. I do apologize. <laughs> but I just kept on seeing the scoreboard go up. I was like, wow, we can run. And I think this team can run. Um, things like the energy that we saw brought on that 14-0 run, and the, uh, I don't think it was exactly 12-0, but we were down 12 and got it back tied. Uh, energy that JD brings, energy that Shaq brings whenever he's hot. And I, Noah Gurley is a firecracker. He is. He kind of is. Like, he will get on it. Now, I... Dare I say, not against Mississippi State because they're too big, but soon, start them with five, I, small ball. I do think we could see ourselves go back to that. That'd However, be fun. I don't think JQ is good enough defensively to help complete that five. Start JD. Uh, well, I, I that was <laughs> that was like thinking with JD Shack. Yeah. And JQ. Uh, yeah, I think Bediaco does forget he's seven foot. He tries to lay the ball up at the rim. When he could like like in the time it takes him to like bring the ball down and lay it up, he could just like dunk it. Honestly, yeah, um, he could. No, he can just dunk it. Like he is big enough to. And Charles, if you're listening to this, I do want dunk you the ball. Dunk, dunk the ball, Charles. Dunk the ball. Dunk the ball. Uh, but what I want to see is how we respond to Mississippi State's physicality. And I also want to see us be able to dictate the pace of the game ourselves for once. Yeah. We do have to do that. Speaking of uh, Mississippi State and physicality, they do get uh, Tolu Smith back against Alabama. Um, he's been average. Do they really? Of course. Yeah. Of course. They do. Last year, I think he averaged around 12. Of course This year do. before injury. He's, he's good. He's been out six weeks, but he, he was averaging he 14 and a half. So we're going to have uh, to go big. Seven rebounds, so he's good. Do we have, first of all, do we have any other points we want to make about Mississippi State? Uh, not Mississippi State specifically, other than they did have our number in the regular season last year. Obviously, SEC We beat them twice, though. Three times. I, yeah, and both times it was. They were, they were tight. It yeah, was Petty had to hit very, one and Coleman to yeah. win. Petty and, literally had to set his own scoring or three-point record or something in the building. Rojas had to save us yeah, against and Starkville. And then the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament was just the best basketball I've ever seen. That was just beautiful. Correct. 
but I I think we're gonna win. Matthew, score prediction, go. I'll give it 79-74, Bama. I hate how close that is, Jacob. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go that we've probably scored a little bit less than that. Every game against Mississippi State in every sport is just a grind. I don't know what it is, but it's just what it is. It's, it was uh, not it's in a, football. I, what's football? Why am I doing what, yeah. what even is that? Uh, Why are we talking fog. about football? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say like 72-63. 7263. I like that. I'm going Alabama 77. Mississippi State 66. Okay. I like that. And on that note, what was one thing from the Auburn game that you saw really good? I know we've talked about a lot of things, but specifically, like your favorite part that you think we can replicate and is sustainable to replicate? Like the Miami game playing was great, loose. but it wasn't sustainable. Okay, I like playing that. loose. Like if our guards, specifically Cornerly and Shackelford, can stop getting in their own head and just play basketball, we we play better. When they're loose and they're not worried about, am I gonna get this shot blocked? Am I gonna miss this shot? Am I gonna take this yeah, wide open corner three? Yes. Like, things like that. Like if they can just play loose and stop being nervous. That will play so much better. Yeah. And when you see us go on these runs, it's because players are playing loose and having fun. It's true. So we need to see more of that. Matthew, yeah. what you got? I think they can play hard. Uh, we got that for a lot of the Auburn game. Um, that was a that was a war. We can put that together for two halves. They they can do that absolutely, and I think they need to do it versus Mississippi State. So, okay. uh, absolutely. Um, I think play from JD and defense from Gurley. There was a. Gurley, ha- Gurley pinned one on the rim and then literally he grabbed swatted. the ball out of the window. He swatted, that. swatted yeah. that. That was He's beautiful. In transition. Just Excellent defense. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. I, I really that. like Gurley. And I I will say, I watched the charity exhibition against Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. I sat there. I let out a tweet. It got one like. I said, Noah Gurley is that dude. And everybody <laughs> else was like, I don't know. And he then bombed. I was like, I don't know. And then, <laughs> like, five games ago. Uh, Tennessee. It was yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee and maybe... I think Davidson, he started to play better. Davidson. Davidson. Not not J.D. Davidson. That's right. Not to be confused. The, I don't want the Davidson uh, at Davidson basketball the, coming the at me. The J.D. Like Davidson Wildcats. Uh, but I just I started to see it, and then obviously SEC play, he's been great. I think Matt Landry and I have been on the same page on that with no girly truther. But, yeah. I Gurley's going to be good. I look forward to seeing him kind He'll of be being a, big a, piece. a bigger glue guy because I – Gary is almost there on being a complete glue guy, but Girl's one of got the, the other just can't get fouls. Yeah, just can't can't go down two fouls in two minutes, which I understand. I agree. Iron bolt, I bob, but yeah. So, so yeah, those were our predictions, keys going forward. Um, Major key. Or we will have we'll have another episode up next week, possibly before the LSU game. If not, then we'll have one before uh, Missouri on Saturday. But uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at. BCU podcast and following us individually. All of our, we're tagged in the bio, I think. Yep. So yeah, at BCU podcast. And uh, we'll be back next time. Eat Arby's. Roll Tide. Yeah, eat some Arby's. Beef and cheddar. Roll Tide. Angry Chuck.